1: Hello everybody, it's Freedom Friday. Today's date is Friday, September 27th, 2019. This is your host, Brother Kapow. I want to talk about stuff a little differently today. Normally, on this show, we talk, you know, we get some news. We get a lot of bad news, a lot of really negative, demonic news. And what I mean by that, it's like demons operating in the world, demons operating in people. Demons operating in systems and in politics. Sometimes in organized religion. And we talk about that. We expose it. We expose it. And at the same time, we, you know, we renounce it. Sometimes I give the way out. You know, that it's Jesus Christ. There's only one way to God and that's through Jesus Christ. But a lot of times... I don't emphasize that enough and what I'm emphasizing more is the negative of the world and I never wanted to be a sensationalist I never wanted to be someone who just points a sensational uh like oh here's a demon there's a demon there's a UFO there's a Bigfoot there's a crystal skull there's a hollow earth there's a you know you name it you know there's a Freemasons everywhere. The thing is, I believe it's okay to expose that and understand the evils around you, but sometimes we could get unbalanced. And I feel in my spirit, and I feel God telling me that I've become unbalanced in that area. And I need to get back to the basics of preaching the gospel. And a show like this, Freedom Friday, where we take news. And break it down and expose the evil it should always be counteracted with the gospel of christ the good news of christ and many times i fail to do that so i apologize and repent of that and because of that i, I want to do something a little different today maybe retool a little bit retool myself retool this program even the monday show when we do the bible studies usually it's pretty good and, uh, you know, we get into some deep things like, you know, we've been in Ezra the last couple of months and excuse me, in between, I've taken some time off and played some other good teachers. But usually on this show, we don't get into the deeper, deeper stuff. I might preach a little bit, but a lot of times I'm glorifying things or I or I get mad. I get mad, you know, and uh, make fun of some of these people and not really realizing that You know, they're going to go to hell if they don't hear the gospel. And I know they're not listening to this show. I understand that. But somebody might. And I might be turning somebody away or turning them off, you know, by my anger or my attitude towards certain people or groups of people. Basically, arrogance. Like, I got mine, you know, they need to get theirs. And it's a terrible thing for, for a human soul to spend eternity in hell in in a torment and what i've come to realize is that god became flesh in the lord jesus christ and he died so that everybody anybody whomsoever should believe on him shall be saved and the condition is that they simply believe on the free gift they simply accept the free gift it's not by works It's not by them cleaning up themselves first. It's not them um, turning away from anything at first. The Holy Spirit and the new nature of Christ in them will take care of the sin in their life. But to come to Christ, they just need to believe that they need a Savior (laughs) and to call out to God and say, I need a Savior and God will meet them. God will meet them wherever they're at. And change them and change their life. It's for people who have reached rock bottom. For people who know there's no other way out. There's, there's nothing else that can change their circumstances. There is no other help coming. It's only trusting in a God that they can't even see. But yet they're going to believe in that. And God will meet them. Jesus Christ will come and dwell in their heart and he will change them. He changed me. He changed me from an awful, horrible sinner to a son of God. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. And it would be arrogant of me to think otherwise or to think that somebody's too far gone or the window's closed and they can't get saved anymore or because they're in into a particular kind of sin, they're too far gone. And I repent of that because salvation is for everybody who can call out, who will call out, I need a savior, help me. So when we do news articles, I need to be balanced with the fact that these people need prayer. These people need God. They don't need me to be making fun of them or calling them names or putting them down, but only exposing the wickedness and the blindness and the deception, which the enemy has taken human lives and ensnared them. And it's a sad, sad thing to see because you want them to be free and you don't want them to go to hell. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's really all about. It's about being disciples of Christ so that you could bear fruit and make other disciples, not just converts, but disciples. So with that in mind, I just want to talk about one story today, and it's a really good story. It's not a negative story. So in my retooling, in my redoing myself, rebranding Freedom Friday, rebranding Kapow Radio Show to be more balanced, to be more sympathetic, to be more approachable to all people that need a savior. I want to start off with this particular article because it's, it's an article that you don't read very often, but you talk about people who need prayer. You talk about people who need support and we all need to be praying for people. Here's the deal. There are special prayer groups. Ms. Kapow has a special group of people who pray with her and she sends out Emails either weekly or monthly, or she'll send out emails and she'll add a prayer request to it. And uh, this group of people, they will pray. You know, they will pray. I, I have people I've notified just recently of issues that we were going through, and they immediately, you know, instead of going, yeah, we'll, we'll take that in prayer, they immediately like pray right there in the text message or pray right there on the email. As well as continuing to pray, but they they offered the prayer immediately to God, and that's the kind of people you need when you ask someone to pray for you that they actually take your need before the throne, because where two or more are gathered, there's 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 where the Lord is. Two or more things are established. Two or more a thing is established by two or more witnesses, right? So whatever you ask of the Lord, if you meet if you meet the criteria that as a Christian that Christ abides in you, right? That you abide in Christ, you're one, right? You're abiding in the vine. You abide in Christ and his word abide in you. His words abide in you. Then you shall ask anything of the Father and it shall be done, you see? Because if you're abiding in Christ and his words abiding in you, you're gonna ask according to his will. See what I'm saying? So we need to pray for one another. We need to get back to being a body, a church, even though we don't see each other, we don't shake hands with each other, we don't fellowship under one building together, or we don't have a leadership or a pastor. We we all are still the body of Christ. And different members have different gifts of the spirit. And recently, when I needed help, I I contact several of my people that listened to the show that I know will pray and it was amazing how the gifts of the spirit operated in various people I mean the word of knowledge operated um I mean to the point where it was just to the t to the t you know and these people were really apprehensive of even giving the word of knowledge because they were going we don't know if this is right or not or what but this is what I'm I'm getting from the Lord and it was what we needed it was right on so we need to pray for one another, encourage one another, please. And it's not just special prayer groups. It's all of us. It's all of us. And if you don't know the people like this next article, you need to pray for them anyway because first it's them, next it could be us. We got to pray and uphold them because we live in a very evil world. The, the, the God of this world, Satan, has blinded people to the gospel, But God doesn't want anybody to perish. He died so all could confess their sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and come to Him. And that's our mission as Christians, but we get wrapped up in so many other things. But we need to stay focused on the mission. So I'm retooling it to focus on the mission. So this this article here, It's from Fox News and it says, Iran has world's fastest growing church, despite no buildings and it's mostly led by women. And this is a documentary. This is incredible. A new film tells a story of the fastest growing church in the world. It's an underground persecuted Christian movement in a country known for exporting radical Islamic terrorism, Iran. People in Iran, a Muslim-majority nation, are fleeing Islam in droves as believers bow their knee to Jesus and become aggressively pro-Israel, according to a documentary that's called Sheep Among Wolves, Volume Two. This is a quote. It says, what if I told you Islam is dead? One unidentified Iranian church leader says in the film, which was directed by Dalton Thomas and produced by Frontier Alliance International Studios. He says, what if I told you the mosque are empty inside Iran? What if I told you no one follows Islam inside of Iran? Would you believe me? This is exactly what is happening inside of Iran. God is moving powerfully inside of Iran. See, we don't hear this. All we hear is the hate. All we hear is that we hate, you know, the they're, they're Muslims, they're killing people, they hate us, there's 9-11, they blah, 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 planes in a building. We hate, 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 hate. And even as Christians, we'll hate a people based on what we hear. But if this documentary is true, it's exact opposite. We have a growing church there that's being persecuted. They have no building, they have no leaders, but they're a church and they're following Jesus Christ. And they're becoming believers and they need our prayers to survive. They need our prayers to grow. We have it easy here in America. We have it easy in a lot of countries. What we consider persecution of the church here in America is nothing like what it really is. This is amazing. This is amazing. This pastor... This pastor adds, what if I told you the best evangelist for Jesus was the Ayatollah Khomeini? He says, the Ayatollahs brought the true face of Islam to light and people discovered it was a lie. After 40 years under Islamic law, a utopia according to them, they've had the worst devastation in the 5,000 year history of Iran. In the movie, in the film, Thomas calls the movement the Iranian awakening. Now, here's a side note that's written here. It says there's an Iraqi Christian survived being burned alive by ISIS three times. He says that Jesus had spoke to him. There's also a North Korea propaganda video that details Christian martyrs mission from the enemy to build underground church. And another says, Christian persecution is close to genocide levels, largely ignored due to political correctness. It's going on, folks. It's going on in other parts of the world. And people are coming to Christ. They're getting saved and they're being persecuted for the faith, just like the Bible said they would. But they're not worried about UFOs or they're not worried about crystal skulls or they're not chasing Bigfoot around or trying to predict the day of the Lord coming, or they're not worried about Nibiru. They're they're not worried about anything. They're casting their care upon the Lord and they're preaching the gospel and people are becoming disciples. They're coming into the kingdom. That's really what it's all about. That's what Christianity is all about and that's our mission under Christ. That's what my mission has always been. And over the last couple of years, I kind of, I strayed from that and I apologize. I kind of got into the, you know, popular stuff a little bit, you know? This documentary says that this new church owns no property, doesn't have buildings, there's no central leadership. And it's predominantly led by women. That's okay. That's fine. Let's not be so legalistic and stupid to think that God cannot lead a church through women. named after the Bible verse in Matthew 10, 16, which says, behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. The documentary claims that Muslim background Iranians are leading a quiet, but mass exodus out of Islam and they're bowing their knees to the Jewish Messiah with kindled affection toward the Jewish people. Of course, of course, because we are grafted into the branch of the Jewish people. When Christ was on earth, he says, I've come to save the lost house of Israel. And as Gentiles, God favored God's favor was so great that he He grafted us in into that original branch. But we're not better than that branch. We're all part of, of Christ. We're all part of God. We're one body. But then it goes on and says, the new believers of the Islamic Republic face great risks. It says, we know that if they get us, the first thing they will do to us as a woman is rape us. And then they will beat us and ultimately they will kill us. Now, this is true, folks. You know, they have rape rooms. These, these terrorists, ISIS, they have rape rooms. That's what they do. It's... It's something that they do. It's not a sexual thing. It's it's a humiliation thing and a destruction thing. But they rape the women. And these women in this church said they know that. The first thing they will do is rape us. Then they will beat us and ultimately they will kill us. And she goes on, she says, this is the decision we have made that we want to offer our bodies as sacrifices. Because I have fought this when I wake up, that when I leave that door, I might not come back. You see, there's nobody here in America, folks, that's thinking that. As a Christian, when I walk out my front door, and get in my car, and go to Walmart, I don't ever have the thought that I may not come back because of my Christianity. When I'm getting a hamburger at a local restaurant, I don't have the thought that someone's going to kill me and rape my wife because we're Christians, not here in America. But there's brothers and there's sisters in Iran and other countries that do have that, that do have that fear, or I should say that knowledge, because obviously they're willing to sacrifice because they love the Lord Jesus. They know what their calling is. They're they're back to basics. Can you imagine being around these people? Can you imagine the feeling of being around these people that are back to the basics of what biblical Christianity is all about? I, I think I think it would be frightening. It's not something we're used to. A leader of the Iranian underground church explains their goal is not planting churches, but rather making disciples, and the majority of whom are women. Now, listen to what what they say disciples forsake the world and cling to Jesus till he comes. I'm going to break that to you again. Disciples forsake the world and cling to Jesus till he comes. Well, that means when you're a disciple of Christ, you're not, you're still not in the world. You're not hanging out doing worldly things. You're not, you don't have one foot in, one foot out. You're not still partying, just having a good time. When you're a real disciple of Jesus, you forsake all of it. The world's not your home. There's nothing in the world that has nothing to offer. There's nothing here to offer you. It's temporary. And then it goes on and says, but converts don't. Disciples forsake the world and cling to Jesus till he comes, but converts don't. Disciples aren't engaged in a cultural war, but converts are. Disciples cherish, obey, and share the word of God. That's that's important. A disciple will cherish, obey and share the word of God, but converts don't. Disciples choose Jesus over anything and everything else, but converts don't. Converts run when the fire comes, but disciples don't. And it goes on and it says that this pastor explains that everything they do underground is built on prayer. I I can't, I just can't imagine the feeling of being around these folks and what that must feel like to be around real biblical Christianity that makes real disciples and not just converts that really love and cherish and actually obey the words of God and share them. These are the people, these are the people that Jesus is in them and they are in Jesus. They are in the vine and the vine is in them. They could do nothing without the vine. They're branches in the vine. They bear fruit because they're in the vine. They could do nothing without Christ. These are people that are one with Christ and the father. And these are people that have the word in them. The word abides in them. It dwells in them. It it takes residence in them. And because of that, they can ask whatever they will to the Father and it shall, it shall be done. You see, because they're abiding in Christ in a biblical way. That's why they can go out and say, I might get raped, I might get beat, and I might get killed, but my body will be a sacrifice unto the Lord. Because they know if they don't come back, when they wake up, they're going to be in that other place. It's a different Christianity than most of us know, myself included. But this is the real thing. And everything they do is built on prayer. They actually talk to God, they have a relationship to God. They don't talk about God. So many of us talk about God. Everybody's a teacher nowadays. Everybody, anybody can hang a shingle up on YouTube or open a podcast platform and go, I'm their teacher. And then they just start teaching the Bible or teaching their Christianity. But most of it, they're just teaching other stuff. They hear other people talk about doctrines of men, or they're arguing about eternal security or, you know, predestination or perseverance of the saints or once saved, always saved. And they're arguing and they're scratching their theological beards and they're talking about doctrine and stuff and they're missing the point. They're missing the point of Christianity. Christianity isn't about arguing doctrine. Christianity is about making disciples. It's about living a life in Christ that's so powerful and so connected to the vine that you're the branch and you can't tell the difference between the vine and the branch because you're producing fruit. It will produce fruit. And the word of God lives within those people. It actually resides in them and the word of God just comes out and it flows out and they live the word of God and they know the word of God and they have faith in the word of God and they speak the word of God in faith, believing without seeing. They had faith to accept Jesus without ever seeing him, without ever seeing a single miracle without seeing him walk on the water or heal the sick or cast out a demon, but they faithed in it and they go, I believe that he was the son of God and he died on the cross and shed his divine blood for my salvation and this is the way to heaven. And then they were radically changed inside when the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, came and dwelled inside of them and changed them and guided them. And then they got a love for the scriptures. They got a love for the word and they got a love for everybody else. And everything they do is built on prayer. And it's a real church folks. It's not a building. It's not a building. It's a real church. It's a real group of people that are called out and they have one mission and one purpose to make disciples, to live as God has them to live because they know their only mission here, their only mission here. Your only mission here on the earth is to do what God will have you to do. It's not to be part of the world, to be bogged down by Satan, to be trapped by him and ensnared by his lies. Disciples do these things. God help us, God help us. And they say, here's what they say, this is a quote. We find people of peace through prayer. We find people of peace through prayer. We even find locations through prayer. You see, because they're asking God and whatever they ask, it shall be done to them because they abide in him and his word abides in them. You get it? And they say that Jesus has come to them in their dreams, or he's come miraculously in their lives. And that's true. They're not dreaming false dreams, folks. They're not. There's so many false prophets out there and false teachers, and they're having dreams and visions, and they're seeing things that are not of God. They're seeing things that are not biblical, and so they're writing things that are not biblical, and they're hurting people, and they're leading them straight to hell, and people are so darn confused and they're, they're, they're chasing numbers around and they're doing numerology and they're doing Demetria and they're, they're, and they're trying to see the Bible code and they're trying to figure out, you know, when the second coming is. And, and you know, the, 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 the uh, 12 stars of revelation 12 and you know, all this nonsense, but they're not doing the mission of God. The mission of God is to go out and make disciples period bear fruit period period. And it says, Jesus comes in their dreams, racks in their lives. When we hear this, we know that Jesus has gone ahead of us. You see what I'm saying? And this is the difference. This is the difference between us and a true church. And so let us all just take heed of that and understand the difference and pray that we can become this instead of what we are and be real disciples of Jesus Christ and to make disciples and understand what that mission is and stick with that mission. Because here, with all our technology, all our ease, oh, just we'll throw up a podcast, we'll throw up a YouTube channel, we'll throw up, you know, Twitter account will be cool and hip and we'll do this miraculous thing and we'll follow this sexy thing and we'll do this thing and And we're we're missing the point. I'm telling you we're missing the point. And when it comes time that we need each other in prayer and when it comes time when when there's real persecution we're not gonna have We're not going to have the ecclesia around us. We're not going to have the real church. We're not going to have the body around us. People who really know how to pray, people who really operate in different gifts of the spirit because we're a body and each member operates differently for the edification and building up of that body. You see, because one member is sick. If I'm sick, right? I need other members of the body to come and help me heal. That might be through a word of knowledge or through a a gift of tongues and interpretation. Or it might be a word of wisdom or it might be a real teaching. There's all kinds of ways. There's all kinds of gifts, administrations that would help me heal. And so when I come back and heal, I could be part of that body again and then I can help somebody else. That's what it's about. It's not about chasing sexy things. It's, It's never about that. But that's what we become. Everybody on YouTube is a truth seeker. You see the word truth everywhere. Truth this, truth that, truth that. And very few are really sticking to the biblical truth. Very few. So let's let's, let's take a look at this Iranian church that's growing. Let's not read the, the, the news headlines that we see and the hate. Let's pray for these people. Let's pray for them, for the persecution. Let's be one with them, and let's change our our whole paradigm and our whole perspective. And Miss Capal just walked in, so she's gonna join me in prayer. Right, Miss Capal? We're praying for the yes. persecuted church in Iran. Oh,
0: blessed Lord!
1: Oh yeah, these these are all women, mostly are women. It's a church, oh, and Jesus. and they know if they get caught for their faith, they're gonna be raped.
2: Mm.
1: Beat, killed, and it's growing exponentially out there. God's doing a real work Jesus. with real believers who really abide in the vine, and really have the word of God in them. Mm-hmm. So whatever they shall ask, it shall be done, because they're really following
0: Yahweh. Yahweh. Praise the Lord. Really following
1: the deal. You, Jesus. Okay. So let's pray for them. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray for the persecuted church in Iran. We pray for these women. Yes, Lord. We pray for these men. Yes, Lord. Jesus. God, we ask for the protection for them. Father, they know what they're into, and they know that the danger, the wolves, all around them, Lord. And they go as sheep among wolves, dangerous. But Lord, just guide them, give you, give them protection, give them, give them your wisdom. Yes, Lord God. Grow them, Lord, as they become, as they, as, as they are disciples, and they disciple more people, Lord. Let us you, let us be there with them in prayer. Let us support them in prayer. Let us learn these things from real biblical Christianity, God. Give them peace, Lord. Father, we ask that you keep them from the evil one. Yes,
0: Lord,
1: God. You keep them from the evil one in protection and also in deception or anything else, Lord. Keep them safe. Jesus. We pray for this growing number, this this revival that's happening in Iran and we pray that more Christians would see this and become more and more in tune to what you want us to be your mission and to be more and more into the vine and into the word and this we pray in Jesus name
0: Yes, Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the change of heart. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is still working today in changing people and making them into new creations, Lord God. We pray, Father God, for this this body of Christ, Lord, that is being persecuted, Father, for their faith. We thank you because we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We know, Father God, that you send your angels to surround them, Lord, and nothing can happen to them without your, your permission, Lord. We pray a blanket of uh, protection of your blood on them, Lord God. We pray that your angels will keep them safe to hide them from the enemy, O Lord God, because we know that we are hidden in you, and um, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. We thank you and we ask, Lord God, that you give them your peace, your joy, and that assurance, Lord God, that you are there with them so they don't have to be afraid for fear, Um, for God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind as their mind is stayed on you, O Lord God. We thank you because we know the Holy Spirit is powerful. We know that he keeps us, he seals us. And we know that, God, we have confidence in your ability to um, protect us and to keep us safe from the enemy.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Everybody have a good weekend. Good night.
2: In front of the empty fan stand The man said, you know, honey He's been a changed man